0: Hey everyone, welcome to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while swooning, being the most, and reveling in a vast pond of mutual respect. Sometimes this is the show where two best friends materialize before your very ears. I'm not gonna say that's what happened here, but I'm also not not gonna say it. All jokes aside, it was a delight. To chat with Julia Quinn about her newest and super unique release. The graphic novel her late sister and she created Miss Butterworth and the Mad Baron is special on so many levels and you get a front row seat. Here we go. Oh and you know
1: what? Sorry, I'm putting you on do not disturb because if I don't, my mother will FaceTime for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things that it doesn't happen for three hours. And then the moment I get on the phone, my toddler needs something. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) All right. So thank you for coming. Thank you for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So, I have to tell you that this was really really exciting for me because my my husband owns a comic shop and so we we read a lot of comics, we read a lot of graphic novels and I've always said like we need more true romance graphic novels, you know, instead of just like subplots being romantic. So this was super exciting for me. I
1: don't know if this counts as a true romance graphic
0: novel, but it might be one of the closest things we have. Yeah. I mean, there are talking pigeons. You know what? Things happen in fantastical ways. That's true.
1: But, you know, the pigeons don't talk to the people and vice versa. So that's true.
0: But still, it's definitely... We definitely go into the absurd with this one. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Well, and so you wrote this because we should we should let listener know. Mm-hmm. You wrote this because it is mentioned in the Bridgerton series. It's like the meta text that they all read.
1: Yes, and actually it goes beyond that. So this book Miss Butterworth and the Mad Baron was introduced in the 7th book in the Bridgerton series which is called It's in His Kiss. It's about Hyacinth, who's the youngest Mm -hmm. Bridgerton. And in this book, Hyacinth visits Lady Danbury every Tuesday and reads to her. And and this is where I need to sort of make sure people understand. Lady Danbury in the books is a little bit older, I think, than Lady Danbury in the show. So in the books, her eyes are failing. And so that's why Hyacinth goes and reads to her. And she's reading to her from this book called Miss Butterworth and the Mad Baron. And it's this completely over the top graphic, uh, sorry, not graphic novel, gothic <laughs> novel. Gothic um, novel, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, the type, you know, I just took everything about Gothic novels and made it like bigger and crazier, you know? It's, you know it's so funny. It's so good. The heroine breaks both her legs. She's like hanging from a cliff. She's hanging, Mm -hmm. you know, she gets thrown out a window. I think she gets captured by pirates. I mean, it's just anything that could happen. You know, she almost dies all the time. And of course it's like, you know, the brooding hero and, and, and that sort of thing. And I had so much fun with it. You know, you've got Hyacinth reading it being like, this is ridiculous. And like at one point, I think she's even like, I don't think the author is using this word correctly (laughs) Lady Danbury going, "Shut up, keep reading" cuz she loves it. <laughs> yeah. And um and it was just really, really fun. So I brought it back in another book in um I think the next one I brought it back in is What Happens in London, oh, which yeah. is not okay. A, not a Bridgerton book. Yeah. And in that one, the hero gives the book to the heroine as a present and says, everybody's reading this. So, you know, here you go. And she starts reading it. She's like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever read, <laughs> it's, it's awful. And she, but she keeps reading it. She's like, do you understand what like drivel you, you you gave me? But the hero's cousin ends up picking it up and does like this dramatic reading from it which turns into this really farcical scene, which I enjoyed, which, and so you've got the hero and heroine going like, what is going on? Why does everybody like this? Because yeah. everybody else is like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And, and it just then goes on and it ended up in several more books, including one where we find out who the author is because it's an anonymous mm. author. Yeah. Um, and then finally, after I think appearing in four or five books, readers started asking me to write it and they're like, well, they said, yeah. I would really read it. And I said, Oh, Oh no, you wouldn't. It would be no. terrible. This <laughs> is terrible. Um, and they're all like, we want it to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what I've been putting in the books would be these paragraphs of really bad writing, totally. like take whatever you think of as purple prose and just like make it even more purple, you know, <laughs> add chartreuse, add, <laughs> add anything to it. And that's what this was. And I said, this would not be a pleasant reading experience. I promise you. And I know it wouldn't be a pleasant writing experience. <laughs> But at some point it occurred to me that it would make a really wonderful graphic novel. And my sister was a cartoonist and an Mm -hmm. illustrator and, you know, was looking for a way to kind of expand beyond web comics, which is what she was doing. And I suggested this. Oh, totally. And so this was a long process. I I think I looked up recently that we started talking about it in 2016. It was a very Mm -hmm. long process to get it sort of moving to figure out what to do, to sell it, um, all these things, because it was just so out of the ordinary for for everything. So what you have here is, I mean, obviously, the Bridgertons and my other characters are not reading a graphic novel, but we sort of took that idea and ran with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, You modernized it. And I think that you... I think that it's it's so clever because you're right. I think that without the illustrations, it would be kind of a miserable reading experience and definitely a miserable writing experience, right? Yeah. But you took something that could have been like hilariously trashy and you turned it into like a literal work of art. (laughs) The funny thing is,
1: I did I did a thing yesterday um, for. Amazon Live and there's a section where you're supposed to read from your book. And I was like, I'm not reading from the at all. <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> like you know, like, and I was just like just like all right, we'll take out that section. I was like, yeah.
0: Do, do you, no yeah no it would it would be like all of a sudden we're at we're at picture time at the library like it's really tough to do that on camera <laughs> yeah
1: exactly it's sort of like you know please don't admit you know this is a podcast that would be even worse um <laughs> you know, what am i supposed to describe so now we've got a picture of her with her eyes big yeah it's yep. just, it it's, it's, this is a visual medium um, and, and my reading it is not going to do it. Just no, it.
0: certainly. And I can attest to that because both of my children are very small. And so we read a lot of graphic novels to them. And so not only do I have to read them, but then we have to talk about every picture and be like, he's coming from this direction and she's, you know, doing this. Oh my gosh. And it can, it can get tedious. So you came up with this concept in your dad's backyard. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. You yeah. have been doing your homework. I think I've, yes. <laughs> In <my draft> backyard. <laughs> Listen, when you're about to talk to Julia Quinn, you prep yourself. Okay. That's well, all I'm I've... saying. I <laughs>
1: know <laughs> about that. You know, like I'm just over here emptying my dishwasher and doing my laundry, not feeling terribly special. So, thank yeah.
0: you. no, I hear that. <laughs> oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Erin, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Erin and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on you? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Oh, random question. Sure. Did Violet come to RWA in New York with you? Or was that someone else? Was that Emily? I don't
1: think that was her. I have, well, I had three sisters. Yeah. This may be the right time to mention that um, Violet was killed last summer Mm -hmm. by a drunk driver in a crash that also took the life of our father Mm -hmm. and her dog. Um, She was, she was very, very close to her dog and, um, Her husband died five months later of injuries sustained in that crash. My stepmother did survive the crash, um, but it's been a difficult road.
0: Um, Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because I, I don't know. I lost my dad when I was 19. I told you earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where there's, there's a piece of me that's, um, that's just, in awe of the timing of this, just because you, it feels like you have this thing that you can look at and this tangible object. That's like my sister and I put, put all of our souls together and we made this incredible thing and that's beautiful.
1: It really is. And I think that's why I'm able to talk to people about this and do interviews like this. And people and yeah. have been very, very kind, you know, in press and in the, my, the PR department at my publishing house, you know, being very careful and saying, you know, what are you, what are you able to do? What are you able to talk about? Right. And I kind of surprised myself. And I was like, you know what? No, I, I enjoy speaking about this. Yeah, I think because it is what you said, it's this in- tangible thing I can look to and feel my sister's presence. Mm. Um, you know, I I had to go to her condo and go through her things, And I realized there was almost nothing there that I wanted. Mm. Um, I mean, she just, she didn't, we didn't have many shared objects. Um, She was quite a bit younger than I was. She was my half sister. We grew up in different households. Mm. So we just weren't these, we didn't have very many shared memories that revolved around things. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And what I really wanted was just her art because that just, that's who she was. And that's what, you know. And and then the art that I wanted was the art that I was closest to her with, which was this. And so it yeah. just, it really is an incredible gift to me and a tribute to her. And, um, and so my, my other two sisters, there were four, four of us. I also have a half brother. Mm. Were very, very instrumental in helping me get this through the publishing process because there, um, she, Violet had finished illustrating it. Mm. So we were done, but there were, you know, computer issues because, you know, she does the work on the computer. Oh, right. Um, and she was in the process of converting. There was some sort of file conversion thing that was oh. complicated because, you know, she yeah. had done web comics and this was gonna be printed. And I didn't, so I have one sister who who runs a, runs a web design company. So she did an incredible amount of work getting these files converted. Oh. My other sister's a computer ex- expert. She had to like get into Violet's computer, you know, just oh. like password protected. Um. So there's really quite a lot that had to be done. So this turned out to be a huge family affair. And in the back of the book, like I'm, I'm opening the book, like anybody can actually see. Yeah, me, no. There's a list of acknowledgments, and I, I, don't know that I, I, I rarely do acknowledgments in books. It's mm-hmm. just not my thing. But this one definitely needed it because there were so many people who were critical in getting this book. Yeah. Out. Um. I don't know, we're getting a little bit off off topic here, but no, yeah, no, this
0: it, is the topic. <laughs> this is the topic. Okay, uh, yeah, this is a family affair. That's gorgeous. That's beautiful. Oh my it gosh! Was, but to answer
1: your original question, it was probably one of my other sisters in New York. My my mm, older sister sense. designs websites, and because she did my website, that led to a lot of other author websites. And so she would frequently come to RWA conferences. Okay. Uh, and she'd be. It was funny, you know. So she runs. I feel like I have to do a little advertisement. Wax Please design. She does my website. She does Sylvia Day. She does always a James. She does just tons of them. Yeah. And they're very, very good. But we would go to these conferences together and she'd be so much busier. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to eat. I'm going to have fun. I'll do a book signing, I guess. And she's just meeting client after client. So yeah, that's probably who you saw.
0: Yeah. Well, it was it was a wonderful experience. I think it's the only time that we have like met in person. And we mm. were in an elevator and there was like no industry reason whatsoever that like either of you should give me the time of day you know what i mean and i don't say that in like a a disparaging way i just say that because people are busy and like you know i was there mostly as a guest and she was just so warm and you know kind and you know we connected it was just really lovely anyway
1: um and these are like the crazy elevators that like you punch in your number outside. Yes. yes okay. so just, <laughs> That's I don't exactly really know it. how to explain this to anyone else, but just like, it's like fate determines who's going to be in your elevator.
0: It's really true. <laughs> it's really true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're in your dad's backyard and you, you're like, we should team up and we could make this into a graphic novel. And then mm-hmm. you said it was a while to get it off the ground. Is that um, like, were you were you in charge of like the story completely or, or did you like bounce off of each other for that? That she
1: did much more of that. I mean, I kind of went through and I was like, okay, well, I have to figure out what's canon. Yeah. yeah, What have I already said? I mean, (laughs) I don't know. know, Seriously. You know, I'm like, yeah, what's in my books. So I had to figure out, you know, where have I mentioned it because you know, the books that I knew for sure. Okay. You know, it's, it's in here in a big way, but I thought, you know, I, I'm the type of person who likes to drop Easter eggs. So I could have mentioned it somewhere else. So absolutely first way to go through, find everything that was in Canon. And then I kind of handed it over to her because you know, this was going to be really the, the only thing she was doing. I mean, yeah. aside from some webcomic stuff, whereas I had other stuff I had to do. So, right. um, you know, it says written by Julia Quinn, illustrated by Violet Charles, but she did a lot of the writing probably more than half to be honest with you. That's cool. Oh yeah. I mean, and, you know, I would go in there and be like, no, no, this, you know, and change things up and whatever. Yeah. I'm bouncing. And, and I think, you know, she was often very frustrated because, you know, this was so important to her and I'd be doing something else. And she'd be like, I need answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So eventually, you know, we got a plot down yeah, um, and that was mostly her, you know, and I would go in and say, well, we need, you know, I, I would be sort of the secondary person. And then once we got the main idea for the plot, She storyboarded it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Kind of figured out, you know, if you're going to write a
0: graphic novel, I think you have to
1: figure out what's going on every page.
0: Well, and that's, I mean, it it makes sense to me that it was such a collaborative experience or yeah, process. And that's why I asked, just because I feel like there's, there's part of that artist's brain. It's like, no, we really need her to fall out of a tree because I see in my head, what her face is going to look like as she falls out of the tree, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really neat.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure there was some of that. And then, and then there were other things like what, you know, she would kind of storyboard it. And I would say, well, instead of having like five, panels on this page we have six so we could separate the words this way because i'm thinking Mm. about the way the rhythm of the words work you know and you know i you know when i'm writing for example you know where within dialogue where i put commas or where you know if i put sort of the he said in the middle of a statement it's it's for timing you know if i say darling he said we're going to the store to me that's very different than saying darling we're going to the store he said oh totally so I'm looking at the panels that way, you know, so I'd be doing something and be like, what do we do this? And she goes, no, you there, now there are too many words in this panel. <laughs> and, they don't fit. and so, you know, cause she's thinking about it visual. So, mm-hmm. so that took a while because also she really wanted to get the storyboard down before she started drawing in earnest, which makes right. sense because, you know, then you're going to have, um, th- there were some panels that she had to redraw after really almost finishing it. And, and she was highly irritated when that happened. As, yeah. I totally get it.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So when you were drafting this, was there anything that was loosely inspired from real events? Uh, we do not know anyone who is pecked to death by pigeons. Oh, uh, thank goodness. <laughs> you
1: no, know, there, there are a few characters who look a little bit like people we know. Mm. The grandfather actually looks a little like our dad. in uh-huh. some things my uncle is in here somewhere yeah so there are a few things in here um you know and then there are a few little inside jokes like family jokes which nobody else would ever get and I don't even like just you know funny things that have been said in our family that we sort of worked in which I I couldn't even I couldn't even like try to explain it to you because that, no
0: that would... absolutely absolutely
1: but it's there <laughs> yeah, there are a few things that are inside family jokes and what's fun is that one of my sisters was reading this recently and, you know, she was like, she goes, oh my gosh, that's Violet's line. Oh, you wrote that one. And, you know, she could tell some of them and she, was, oh, she wasn't, cool. always right. But for a lot of them, she goes, this was definitely her. And I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, this one was me. This one was me. <laughs> um, like one of the ones I was really proud. Well, there's a section where they're describing Beatrice. What's her name? Like honey snow or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember, Her, her tragic death. <laughs> and it was just really funny because we were just like, you know, let's have, you know, one of those deaths where things keep happening to her. Yes, you know, yeah. I, I will actually read from it, you know, please. please. It just hurt mad. She attacked Pomfret. Damien jumped in to protect him. She fell into the fire, was impaled on a poker. This was all violent so far. <laughs> she ran out to the storm and was struck by lightning. You know, she just I feel like you've seen these things in like, you know, Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons. Totally. You know, they keep dying over and over again. She burned up <laughs> from the inside out and all that was left was the green cloak Damien gave her. So that was all violent. And then I was like, which was trampled by passing sheep? You know, that was me. Um, in so, many times would be sort of like, Let's figure out how absurd we can get it. You know, because yeah. of course, like, you know if all that's left of her is the green cloak and then, then yes, then, then the sheep <laughs> by. I remember it was like, it's awesome.
0: You know? Yeah, absolutely. So that be, yeah. That's really cool. And did her, did her sense of humor like tend toward the absurd? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> that's really cool. She, she was a
1: deeply weird person. I say that with great affection. And and we're all very weird. Like we're, she, she was a deeply weird person in a very weird family.
0: How about that? Mm, I love that as a fellow weird, mm. I love that. <laughs> hey HBs, I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie, and it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. All right, so... I love that her art like really, really does capture the absurdity of the story. And after mm-hmm. hearing all of that, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, because the book is already out, which is really exciting, you can yeah. order it now. And if you order it from a Seattle bookshop, which one? University bookstore. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes.
1: Yes. So I have long worked with university bookstore, which is my local independent bookstore. So to mm-hmm. sell. Autograph books around the world, you know, for people who can't come to book signings. And you know, these days we are not really having many book signings. Right. Right. And in addition to doing that, I've always offered, you know, you get a bookmark, you get a little fridge magnet, but this particular book, we made a set of six fridge magnets featuring some of the famous pigeons and they're super, super cute. You can actually line them up and they make one big picture or you can separate them. It's and so if you fun. go, On my website, there's a page. It's juliaquinn.com slash or backslash whatever autographed. And that will, that gives you all the information about how to order um, autographed books. You can order any of my books autographed, but it also shows you a picture of the, the magnets. And right now, at least, this is the only place you can get these magnets.
0: Yeah. Is
1: by ordering this autograph from University Bookstore. Eventually, we may sell them. I don't know. But right now, you, it's, they, they're just a gift with purchase.
0: Yeah. The
1: and that's been really fun because I really love supporting independent bookstores. Right. And we've already, they've already got 500 orders for this, which is. Oh, I love oh, it. Yeah. They were surprised.
0: <laughs> I was
1: surprised. I was surprised too. So I was, I was over there signing it just yesterday. And I sign with a glittery pen. I don't usually use a glittery pen or yes, sparkly, sparkly pen. What pizzazz? What pizzazz you're offering? Like this deserves a sparkly pen. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The whole thing is pizzazz. Um, um, yeah, listener, the magnets are so cute. There's even a little baby called what's it called? Exmeralda. So <laughs> I named exmeralda. She her,
1: Esmeralda's mother is Rebecca. That, or, um, Violet named that one. There's love also it. Jean-Claude, C-L-A-W-D. <laughs> and, and Wingston. Oh, Wingston. Yeah, he's Wingston. grumpy. And then Sylvia Van Nest. And then there's also Clarence because, oh. you know, and, and Gerald, because I just felt like, I, I don't even remember where Clarence came from, but I felt like a pigeon ought to be named Gerald. I love know? it. Yeah. you got all these
0: like fun pun names and then Gerald. Because, <laughs> <you know. laughs> okay. So when they order from mm-hmm. the bookstore to get the yeah. autograph and get the magnets. Mm-hmm. Can you give Bridgerton novel fans a taste of like the inside jokes that y'all wrote into this book? Is there one or two you can think of? I mean, it, in inside jokes from like
1: our life or
0: from Bridgerton or? No, yeah, from the from the novels that they that the book was originally in, because I know because I don't think that um, in the in the books, the mom gets pecked to death. But that doesn't happen in here, right? In the novel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have I, I didn't get to that part yet, really. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, oh incredible. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's a, and then as a matter of fact, in the books, you know, people, I didn't actually write that scene. It's just people, you know, people. Oh, they just like, reference it. They just reference it all the time as, you know, people saying, trying to sh- explain how ridiculous the book is. They're just like, her mother gets pecked to death by pigeons. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, as if to say what could possibly indicate a worse book. Mm-hmm. And so when we actually started this, I said to Violet, I said, you know, I think we have to actually do the pigeon scene. Totally. Then we had to figure out, well, how, okay, how do you do the pigeon scene? And how do you make the pigeons still sympathetic? Because, you know. I, definitely. I don't want- I don't want evil pigeons. <laughs> I want misguided <laughs> pigeons. Right? Um, so, um, you know, I'm not really giving anything away, but the pigeons end up eating bad gooseberries and they kind of trip oh, out. And,
0: yeah, they go a little, they go yeah, a little they, bananas. They end up, like
1: hallucinating, um, except for Sylvia Van Nest, who, hmm. you know, she doesn't do anything because she said, you know, that um, sugar makes her feathers fall out. So she, she doesn't, she's, I guess she's paleo. She doesn't <laughs> eat sugar. <laughs> um, so you've got like the one pigeon who's like looking at this whole thing going like, what is going on with the rest of you? The
0: one sane pigeon. Oh the my one God. Sane pigeon. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, th-
1: I, and, and the baby, the baby does not get drugged out on gooseberries. Let's-
0: oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> only adult pigeons. No <laughs> pigeons were harmed in the making of the book.
0: Um, yeah. that's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. This, this thing is gorgeous. One of my, one of my like ridiculous, like just the, the art is so fun. One mm-hmm. of my favorite scenes and it's probably unlikely for other people, but it just like stuck in my brain. I dreamt mm-hmm. about it last night actually, oh my goodness. um, is when she's telling him like, why what, she- what? Oh, page 43. Okay. Where she's like, I was beset by pirate women. And he says, the pirates highway women were beekeepers were they and she's like yeah and then he goes okay how are you unharmed if you were shot by cannons and then we get to see like her thought process I'll show I'll show listener for the video but it's Uh like she's like oh I I dodged it unlikely oh that's you know I spread my legs and and jumped over it that's indecent yeah and it's so cute
1: yeah. She it's had so cute. little, that was thought bubble Priscilla. Yeah. 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 A different. And we have, so with the two main characters we see in thought bubbles every now and then, which is kind of fun whenever they're kind of thinking about each other.
0: Yeah. It's really fun. I like the pirate, the
1: pirate test beekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> <It's
0: been fun. laughs> what is it about bees that it just elevates the comedy? You know, I don't
1: know. I've got a lot going with bees these days. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Perfect. So it came out on May 10th. Mm-hmm. They can get these super adorable magnets if they order through university books in Washington. And I'll yes. link that in the show notes.
1: Thank you. And they they ship everywhere, although if you're yeah. out of the United States, it does get a little pricey. It
0: probably gets a little hairy. Yeah. yeah,
1: it does. Yeah. but um, which is part of the reason why eventually, you know, I'll probably offer the magnets. Separately, if only because well, I had to order more because I didn't expect such a response. (laughs) So I was like, "All right, I'm just getting. I think I've ordered like a thousand each, so I definitely will not need to use all the magnets up. And so at some point, I'm going to need to, you know, unload the magnets. So
0: (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Miss Butterworth and the Mad Baron. Everyone, you need a copy. You need to see this in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And I think
1: actually, like kids can read it too.
0: Oh yeah. That's the fun thing. I have been reading it to my kids. That's why I haven't gotten to the end yet. (laughs) Although I will
1: say, you know, there is some violence and gore. um, And I feel like I need to say that because, you know, so often I get peeved that people like, you know, get horrified by sex and things and not Mm. the violence. And so I'm like, okay, well, gosh, I need to be honest too. But it's all like pigeon on man violence. It's not man. It's true.
0: Yeah. There's no animal abuse. It's great. Yeah. The, animal, the animals are fine, no animal hurt.
1: but, um, but it is, you know, definitely a unrealistic sort of violence. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. I think, you know, for most children, it, it, it is fine. Although if you, if your kid is really sensitive to things like that, you might want to take a look at it first.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. But
1: if you're worried about the sex, that's not in there. There's mm-hmm. one kiss, which then gets like covered by the propriety pigeon. Oh.
0: Clearly, haven't gotten to the propriety pigeon. I haven't. No, no, they would be so mad at me if I kept reading without
1: them. (laughs) Yes, there's a propriety pigeon, and that was funny because we had trouble coming up with a name for it for a while. It was the decency pigeon, and I was like, oh, that—that sounds really judgmental. (laughs) Yes, it was too judgy, and so we ended up, you know, we like the propriety
0: pigeon. We liked that's really cute. Yeah, yeah. He has a little hat. (laughs) All right. So, what's next for you? Do you have anything on the docket or are you I, just going to relax for a minute?
1: Well, I have, you know, I actually haven't been kind of actively writing for a while because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of um, things to do as a result of the the Netflix show. And this. Yes. I do have something that I am getting started on soon, but I can't talk about
0: it. Totally. It's a big All secret. Right. All right. That's okay. Well, now everybody knows that they got to keep a lookout for whatever Julia Quinn's doing next. (laughs) More info to come. (laughs) More info to come, for sure. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. This was really fun. This was fun. You know, sometimes when I do these things, I'm always like, oh, interview. And then they come out to be really fun. Oh, yay. I'm glad. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lylas! Okay, back to the show.